Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study, only about 13 minutes or so, but every day, seven days a week, keeping us in God's word and thereby helping us to stay strong in our faith or even grow stronger in our faith because the scriptures tell us that faith comes by hearing the word of God. So as we get into God's word and we continue to read it and study it and understand it and believe it and make the proper applications to our lives, our faith grows and stays strong. Help people in your life grow in their faith by sharing these short studies with them every day with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can every day, through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. You may help somebody grow in their faith to the point that they turn to God through Jesus Christ, that they begin to live a faithful Christian life before him. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them. But it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study, talking about some things that you might not know about God. Well, probably a great many of us have imagined some things about God, wondered, I wonder if God does this, or I wonder what God looks like. I wonder how God feels, all kinds of things, because you see, God is spirit. And so we live in a physical body, and so we cannot yet see God visibly with our eyes. Now, we can see the evidence of God all around us through the creation. We can see the evidence of God through all of the blessings that he bestows upon us. In fact, James wrote in James 1 and verse 17 that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights. So, Anything that is truly good in our lives is a blessing from God, and so we can see the evidence of God all around us in all kinds of ways, but we would like to see him visibly, wouldn't we? (laughs) Well, that will be as we come to be with him in heaven for all of eternity. But now for that to happen, we must live faithfully and obediently before him according to the teachings of his word while we're still here in this earth, in our physical bodies. But some things that we might not think about, at least a lot of people might not think about God. Maybe some things where we start to get into a little bit of depth of thinking. Well, Daniel wrote, or Daniel wrote, the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. We want to know God but we don't have to see him visibly at this point in our physical lives to know God. As I, just, as I just said, we can know him through all of the things that we see that he created and through all of the blessings that he bestows upon us, and we can know him through his word. Remember again, as we keep emphasizing in these Bible studies, faith comes by hearing the word of God. And so we can know him through his word. We know what he reveals to us about him. Deuteronomy chapter 29 and verse 29. And so we know the essentials. We know what God has given us to know 
that is sufficient for us to have faith in him. But some characteristics of God that some people may wonder about or maybe they haven't thought about much that really ought to help us connect with him even more and even more deeply. God hurts at times. We read that. Jeremiah 8 and verse 21, for the hurt of the daughter of my people, I am hurt. And Genesis 6 and verse 6, when he looked upon the sinfulness and the wickedness of humanity in the days of Noah, the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth and he was grieved in his heart. Remember that short verse in John chapter 11 and verse 35, at the death of his friend Lazarus, Jesus wept. God gets tired at times too. I'm not talking about physically tired as we experience at the end of a day where maybe we've really been taxed, you know, through some kind of job that we've had to perform or some kind of, of, of situation that really just challenged us physically, emotionally, mentally. At the end of the day, boy, I am beat. That's not the kind of tired we're talking about. But God does get tired of our unfaithfulness, of our wishy-washiness, of our weakness in faith. Malachi wrote in Malachi chapter 2 and verse 17, you have wearied the Lord with your words. And he said, so they, would, they, they responded, how have we wearied the Lord? In that you say, everyone who does evil is good in the sight of the Lord, and he delights in them. Uh, and I made the point, that is exactly, that is exactly the mindset of so much of our culture today in our country. People who are living in sinfulness, direct contradiction to the teachings of righteous living that God has given to us through his word, yet our cultural mindset is, hey, don't you say anything about that. Don't you call that wrong. Don't you call that bad or sin. Who are you to say that? It's God who says it. But our cultural mindset says people living in outright sinfulness and contradiction to the teachings of God's word as to righteousness and sinfulness. And, oh, no, those are, those are good lifestyles. Those, those people are doing good. God loves them. He delights in them. He does not delight in their sinfulness. And he does not give a wink and a nod to their unrighteous lifestyles. Does God ever get angry? Yes, we looked at a number of texts of Scripture that talk about the, how God becomes angry with sinfulness in our lives. But God has always been slow to anger. We read this, and does not retain his anger forever, Nehemiah chapter 9 and verse 17, speaking of God. I'm sorry, in Micah chapter 7 and verse 18. Nehemiah 9 and verse 17, God is always slow to anger. In fact, it is but for a moment, the psalmist says in Psalm 30 and verse 5, referring to God's anger. We read this in Psalm 78 and verse 38, but he being full of compassion forgave their iniquity and did not destroy them, speaking of the Israelites. Yes, many a time he turned his anger away 
and did not stir up all his wrath. Again, Psalm 78 and verse 38. You talk about patience? God exercised incredible patience with the people of Israel during those 40 years of their wandering around in the wilderness because of their lack of faith and trust in God until the adult generations died off and the, 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 the youthful generations could grow up and become more dedicated in their faith, more strong in their faith before God so that he could lead them into the promised land. Boy, God was patient, patient with the Israelites during those 40 years. Over and over and over again, he exercised his patience. At one time, he told Moses, I'll destroy this people. I'll begin, I'll raise up a new people from your seed, from your bloodline. And Moses prayed, please, please spare them. And God relented and spared them. Over and over again, he exercised patience, slow to anger, slow to anger. Now, to appease God's anger, we must recognize the fact that he can be angry over our sinfulness, our lack of faith and dedication to him. And so we need to pray. We need to pray. Numbers chapter 11, verses 1 and 2. Deuteronomy chapter 9, verses 19 and 20. We need to act righteously before him. That is, we need to repent. Remember what Jesus said in Luke chapter 13 and verse 3, except you repent, you will all likewise perish. Repentance means a change of mind that leads to a change in behavior, in the way we live our lives. When some of those Jews on Pentecost asked Peter and the rest of the apostles after hearing Peter preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to them. They said, what shall we do? And Peter responded, the very first word in his response was, repent. Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. You got to repent. We cannot live our lives in continuous sinfulness and expect that to somehow be okay. God's going to love us anyway. He will love us. But he's not going to hold us accountable. Oh, he will hold us accountable. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ and give account of the things that we have done in the body, whether good or bad. God will hold us accountable. He holds us accountable in the present. Well, let's look at another one. Does God ever laugh? We might think of God as such a stately being, so serious, that we don't think about God possibly laughing. (laughs) Someone has said, if you want to make God laugh, plan out your future by yourself without him. You see, we need God to get us through not only the day, but through every minute. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision, Psalm 2 and verse 4. And so there's the idea, I believe we're to understand, 
that people who think they can live in sinfulness, in disobedience to God on an ongoing basis, in a common way, and think they're getting away with it? Well, he who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. The psalmist wrote this, the wicked plots against the just and gnashes against him or gnashes at him with his teeth. The Lord laughs at him for he sees that his day is coming. Psalm 37 verses 12 and 13. The psalmist further wrote this, you, O Lord, shall laugh at them. You shall have all the nations in derision. Psalm 59 and verse 8. For us to think that we somehow can hide our sin from God, get away with it, that we can live in outright and consistent disobedience to him and somehow get by with it, could cause God to laugh at our foolishness, at our ignorance, at our self-delusion. We'll look a little bit further next time. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Help us, Father, to see how much you love us and how much you want us to live in righteousness so that we can be with you forever in heaven. Thank you for loving us so much that you sent your Son to die because of our sinfulness and our need for forgiveness and redemption. Praise, glory, honor, and thanks be to you, Father. Please help us to come to you in faithful, consistent obedience, Father. Please forgive us. Please forgive us, gracious Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.